1: Welcome to Knights of the Roundtable, HBCU Pro Sports Media Association presentation. We are back for season two of our show. This is a show where we go around the HBCU diaspora and talk about the the people, the news, and the events surrounding HBCUs and their athletics. Fellas, how's it going today? Joining me today uh, from Urban Media today is Trevin A. Jones, president of the HBCU Pro Sports Media Association. How's it going, my brother? Man, it's going, family. As long as you can see me. You
2: know I'm good is when you don't see me is when I want you to worry, but um, you see me, so I'm good. I'm ready to roll.
1: Let's make it happen. All right. Also joining me today is my partner in crime from the BCSN Sports rap. Mr. Brian Fulford, what's going on,
0: B? Um, I'm doing great. I'm moving up in the world, Trevin. I made the debut of season two, which is uh which is good. See, I, I was like the I was the second episode of uh season one, so I'm moving up in the world. <laughs> I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just, just pointing it out. Just pointing it out. Pointing hey,
1: bro, long as you don't move out, my brother, we're
0: gonna be all right. I appreciate you. I appreciate you.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. So what we're we going to do right now, we're going to break this uh, show up into four different segments. Make sure you stay tuned today if you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Go ahead, text everybody, call everybody. We are going to release our top 10 poll for the bit major and the major schools. Bit major or what we consider Division two in AIA schools. And the major are our D1 schools, our SWAC, our bAC and our three schools that do not participate in a traditional HBCU conference. But you're going to have to wait a few minutes before we get to that. We'll get to those after we get to our first break. But before we get into our first break, we're going to get into some news of the day and news of the week. We're going to start off with uh, Trevin A. Jones. And Trevin, What what you got for us to discuss today?
2: Oh, man, I was just looking, um, and and Mr. Ed Hill sent me this information as well. Mr. Ed Hill, Jr., former sports information director at Howard University, um, talking about the enrollment for HBCUs. Um, And I did a little bit of research as well. The enrollment is up. For example, Bowie State is expecting an 8% increase on enrollment this fall, whereas Howard is expecting more than 15%. Uh, of an increase on their enrollment this fall, which could be the, I think, from what I saw in the news and what I heard, uh, it, it's probably the the largest incoming freshman class in like 30 years. So, I mean, kudos to that. And I don't think it's just hype. I think that there are people that, who didn't know that HBCUs existed, if you could believe it or not. Um, and I think they're recognizing that, okay, the programs the, the that are being taught um, and they the actual experience and opportunities there, um, and I think with the with the with the ex- more exposure on uh, Black Lives Matter and you know HBCU this and that, even in the sports world, as you know, with new coaches coming to the league, um, I think there's more recognition out there, and I think people just became aware.
1: You know, it's great to see that uh, that students are finding HBCUs once again. Uh, the three of us happened to find uh, HBCUs. I remember when I enrolled at FAMU, uh, I was there a year or two before you was, Brian, and at that point in time, we were the largest freshman class to have enrolled at Florida A&M University. Do you remember back in your day whether you guys passed us?
0: I, I don't know if we passed you. I wasn't really paying attention to all the numbers, like that but but I will say I know the influence of the entertainment industry had a heavy impact on the growth of HBCUs in the 90s um, you know not only you have shows obviously like we, we've talked about many a time world. the Cosby show different world uh, the way that hip-hop embraced HBCUs and there was even a consciousness in the music by some artists. Uh, That represented HBCUs, you know, before it got gangster and grimy, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of consciousness and thought uh, into, you know, why it was important to attend HBCU, you know, we were embracing and celebrating our history. Um, And so that that was a good thing, you know, now I, I don't think the schools were ready to sort of add on or embrace the marketing or the marketability that was there. And so over time, the next generation kind of lost, you know, music changed, you know, the culture, society changed a little bit. It got a little glitzy uh, and, and, you know, everything changed a little bit, But, but like you, like you brought up Trevin, things have sort of made a turn over the last few years. And so now it'll be interesting as HBCUs are a little more are doing more in terms of their marketing their marketability they're they're more conscious and aware of their brand um it'll be interesting to see how hbcus draw more individuals you know it won't just be on you know sports alone it won't just be on entertainment alone it will be on the backs of you know some of the some of the numbers you know politicians the the medical community uh the educators and, and things of that nature who, you know, you know, who, who have made significant uh, strides in, in the marketplace, in the world, in the country. And so I think that's, what's going to be the draw um, because it it just has to be, it can't just be athletics alone because that's one thing that has changed and gone in a completely different direction. You know, the, 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 the gap between The haves and have nots have gotten so much bigger than 30 years ago, 25 years ago. And so, you know, how are you going to balance that? Well, you got to balance it with some substance. And so I I think that's where our colleges are really going to have to be well rounded in that respect.
1: You know, you bring up a point. It's not just athletics, but athletics have a lot to do with the increased enrollment. First of all, a lot of these schools have added sports to their to their coffers in order to get kids to attend those universities. Yeah, they're giving out the scholarships and they're doing the fundraising, but the only reason, let's take Bluefield State, who added 12 sports this year. The only reason they've had 300 uh, students who in, uh, enroll at Bluefield State was because of those athletic programs that they added. So, yeah, it's not necessarily just sports, but sports do play a role. Look at a and and t when their football team became relevant again in North Carolina, look at their role, but now they're the largest HBCU in the nation. Go back to our days at Fairview. Good football program. We, we came from the Kid Riley era into the Billy Joe era, and next thing you know, we had in- enroll in increases. Take Southern Pete Richardson. Southern had this big enrollment increase during the time when Pete Richardson was winning all those national championships for Southern. So it's not just athletics, but athletics do help.
0: And you've also got, you know, it's funny you mentioned Bluefield State because I wonder with all of the increase in sports, the the uh, population of the student body. What what does that look like? But, you know, I I think also what's happening now is you have more, what what I'll be interested to see over the next few years, how does the influx of money that has come into a lot of universities, whether it be through philanthropic means, um, um, you know, or we've seen schools that are winning lawsuits, for example, the schools in the state of Maryland who are winning lawsuits that, you know, the government had held back money or did not give those state university money you know monies that they were owed that they should have been giving as state universities um and it's not just in Maryland I know there's other states where that's happening too so what will the influx of cash uh mean not only to academics and once that money goes into academics does that open up the coffers for athletics you know I think that's the trickle down you know to kind of bring it back to sports a little bit when all that money comes in when those millions go into athle- uh, uh, academics and research and things like that, does that mean that other monies will now become available to athletics that weren't previously because you were trying to you were trying to make sure you took care of academics and athletics uh, you were taking you know not necessarily you were taking money from one spot, but you were dividing the money up a certain way. Well now once you have an influx of money, you know it's not that you're taking the new money and putting it in athletics, but the old money, the money that was already there, are you now putting that into athletics? Is that going to increase uh, facilities? Is it going to cr- increase um, scholarship opportunities, uh, growing sports, things of that nature? Uh, so that's, that's, that's what will be interesting to see over the next couple of years.
1: Trevin, last word. No, I
2: agree. I'm, I'm agreeing with everything that you're saying. I'm thinking that the focus is always going to be on the education, but Most definitely. But now um, I think that um, to add on to what you were saying about sports, when you have you have uh, uh, many HBCU um, alum or even current students who are Olympians. This was an Olympic year. Um, So you got that exposure as well. So I think that that exposure when you see. Um, these young athletes performing on a stage on a major stage like that worldwide uh, it actually puts notoriety out there for your institution North Carolina a you spoke about the football team but bruh the track team is phenomenal I mean the track that track team the track team is one of the top track teams in the country regardless of what type of school you're talking about so I mean having things like that Um, come across, you know, cross your path and you get to see that even people who aren't aware become even more aware. Um, So, yeah, and I'm hoping, like you said, Brian, that as the influx of of funds starts to continue to come in, that it helps some of our institutions that were having, you know, a hard time, you know, even trying to survive. Look at Cheney. I mean, Cheney is not doing any sports or anything like that. So, I mean, it's like, hey, we still need help. And I'm hoping that this new influx um, brings people to institutions like that as well.
1: All I'm going to say is I hope everybody has their capital plan in place because when you bring all these students on, you don't want uh, – and lo- Lord forgive Clark, who got kind of caught behind the eight ball there. They got a little slow with their construction. Some things happened, and the dorms weren't ready. So we hope that doesn't happen to a lot of students and, sh- and you know prayers go out to those students at Clark. And hope they got everything handled because I do remember back in my days at FAMU, there was a similar situation at FAMU where dorms weren't ready and they had to put students up in the uh, in the hotels. Fellas, what we're going to do right now, we're getting ready to take our first break. Coming up after the break, we're going to get into the polls. Trevor's going to break down a little bit about the polls, why we had the polls, and then we'll release the top ten for the – mid-major schools. That's the Division Two NAIA schools. The rights of the roundtable, HBCU Pro Sports Media presentation. We'll be right back.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, come on. it's time! Zero Sugar, Sunday, August 29th, 4 o'clock, NRG Stadium in Houston, featuring the HBCU marching bands, Southern, Southern University, University. Lexington University. University, Tennessee, Tennessee State, Northwest State, North Carolina. State. State. No It's the battle on the field and the stands with scholarships. Over $500,000 in town for our HBCUs. It's an HBCU experience you don't want to miss. With a weekend of activities with, with the, the Cracker Barrel, Barrel Step and Stroke. Pepsi Zero, Zero Sugar Emerging experience, experience. Esports Masterclass and Gaming Tournament. And, and the free Pepsi Zero, Zero Sugar College and, and Health Fair. Tickets started $15. Get them right now at NationalBattleOfTheBands.com. It's, it's the, the Cracker Barrel National... Battle the Bands. Bands. Sunday, August 29th, NRG Stadium, Houston. Gates open up at 2.30. Also sponsored by Cricket and HEB. NationalBattleOfTheBands.com. National get your tickets right now.
0: Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself
3: and for your fans. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's, it's the, the pre-game. pregame with your hosts, Charles Bishop, Bishop. and Neely. Neely. So get ready because we pregame harder than the other shows party. It's the pregame.
4: The HBCU football experience is back in Atlanta on August 28th. College game day, the Coca-Cola fan experience, the battle of the bands. The Cricket Meax Swag Challenge will have it all. Visit MEACSwagChallenge.com for more information.
1: Welcome back to Knights of the Roundtable, HBCU Pro Sports Media presentation presented right here on the Black College Sports Network. Uh, well, fellas, Everybody has a poll. Why not
0: us? So (laughs) 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 That was a great sell job right there. I like the way he said that. Why not
1: us? Let me me rephrase that. You know, the HBCU Pro Sports Media Association has a great cross-section of uh, media members from throughout the nation. So we decided to get together and to vote. This is the Black Media Poll. Just like you have the media poll for the traditional schools. Now we have the black media poll. Trevor, uh, you want to get into a little bit more about the polls before we oh definitely. The numbers?
2: First, Yep. First and foremost, the HBCU pro sports media association. Um, the purpose is um, to transform and empower the culture of the media by providing informative broadcast stories, rich contextual reporting and inspirational photography of the marginalized by educating, inspiring and informing a global community. That being said, To break it down in layman's terms and keeping it simple, we're all about getting exposure for HBCUs and the community. With this being football season, everybody loses their mind in football season, especially after a COVID uh, uh, football-less season, shorter periods, shorter games. And it's it's always exciting to be able to rank your favorite HBCU and actually have a a poll which consists of people throughout the platform as far as the media is concerned. So it's not just a uh, we're, we're throughout the country. As a matter of fact, um, so you're not just getting, you know, a bias from this one area, the next area, that type of thing. Um, the key to this and the reason and the main purpose for this um, to, to, to uh, answer you directly, AD, is exposure, um, to get exposure for these programs, exposure for um, the people that you don't normally see on a regular basis. There's teams out there that are doing great things that you normally don't hear about. Well, this poll is going to make sure that you hear about the entire um, um, football platform as far as HBCUs are concerned. Um, and then we'll, you know, take it upon ourselves to rank one through 10, mid-major and major.
1: And as I hit the wrong button, as I was transitioning back from that single shot to the uh, multiple shot, that's the beauty of live uh, being live. But I kind of like the flow there, man. It was cool. Uh, just kind of telling everybody where our voters are from we've got voters in we've got voters in Texas Mississippi Mm -hmm. Georgia Florida Carolina uh, Pennsylvania DC so we've got a great cross section of uh, voters uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm missing a few states where we've got uh, some of our voters Louisiana if if I'm not mistaken Texas uh, Florida? Uh, I said Florida. Oh, yep. got
0: it. All
1: right. Yeah. I don't know. If, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I'm going to leave Brian out. I know he's in Florida, and I know he's a voter. <laughs> We're not going to tell how he voted, unless you caught from yesterday's episode of Sports Rap. We did tell how we individually voted, but
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know everybody, is, everybody's vote is secret. So mm-hmm. this is what I want you to do. If you listen to us on Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Chime in the chat. Give us your top 10, and once we reveal our top 10, tell us if you agree, if you disagree with the media writers for Black College Sports, i.e. the HBCU Pro Sports Media Association. So, fellas, without further ado, we're going to go with the 6 through 10 in the mid-major poll. Receiving votes coming in. And these are 2019 records that I am going to be giving you. Uh, Six and three, Kentucky State. Fort Valley State came in with six and four. And Morehouse, four and six. They were in the receiving votes category. So now moving on to number 10. Number 10 is going to be Virginia State University with 25 votes. Langston comes in at, and they were 74 in 2019, 73 in conference. Langston comes in at number nine, eight Hold and up, two seventy one 71 in conference. Tuskegee comes in at number eight, five and five, four and two in conference. Virginia Union comes in at number seven. They were 73, five and two in conference. And at number six was Fayetteville State. Eight and three, six and one in conference. And can I act up and back you up real quick? Go ahead.
2: Because I'm going to have a lot to say about these polls and, and the way everything was set up. So is this where I get to act up and actually put in my personal opinion, even though the votes are in and, and, the, and the people, the, the teams are where they're supposed to be? Can I, can I just point some things out that, that Trevin Jones is not feeling a Trevin A. Jones is, or, or can I not do that? Do I have to be quiet Go and ahead. not be opinionated? Well, okay, I, I first wanna and
0: foremost, I want to see Go the ahead. graphic. Where's the graphic at? For some oh, yeah, reason, the graphic mean. is not pulling up. Uh oh. That's okay. But really,
2: John Pennington up there in the Mountain East Conference is their proper, proper, proper due um initially um but West Virginia State's in the number 10 they were seven and four um in 2019 and they opened up against Shippensburg they only picked to finish fifth in their conference um so that's going to be interesting like I said they're in the mountain east uh, but they've always performed well There's one of those are one of those schools that really don't get a lot of recognition um so I, I just wanted to back up AD and make sure that we gave you know give everybody the recognition that they're, they they're due uh West Virginia State's in there at number 10
1: My right. big, my biggest beef is with Langston. You got a beef with Langston? Yeah, Langston all the way down at number nine, eight and two. I mean, have you has anybody seen what they've done in the NAIa? I mean, I know NAIa does not give get respect, but Langston oh, still Lang- eight and two, seven and one. I think they should be ranked a little bit higher.
2: Me too. Coach, Coach Quentin Morgan has been doing his thing out there in Langston. If people haven't been paying attention, he had a great running back like a, a year ago, maybe two years ago. Um, that was just burning up the field. Um, they were and they're in the what the Sooner Athletic Conference now. Um, so they were in the was it the Red River Cl- Red River League um, conference before. Um, and I think their initial year in the Sooner Athletic Conference, they actually won the conference title or got a share of it. because uh, They've been in the playoffs the past three years. Right, Brian? They've had a they can- share,
0: they've, yeah, they've had a share or been in the hunt to win that conference. Uh the new Sooner Athletic for each of the let's see, it's only been around that conference has been around for like three years. So right. uh, they, but they've been in a hunt and they've been in the hunt every year. So um, you know, I, I I would I would question how Tuskegee is ahead of them, but you know, that might have that might hit some people's feelings. But uh you know, <laughs> I'm just saying it hurt like, my feelings.
2: And I like
1: Coach Willie Slater at
0: Tuskegee. It's, not about, my
1: it's not about like. It's I,
0: about. I, I, right.
1: I will say this. Everybody knows I am a Tuskegee alum, but oh, that's right. that's right. I did not put Tuskegee that high in my ranking, but I did vote for Tuskegee. Yeah, Tuskegee was ten on me, on my personal ranking.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they had a 5 and 5 season in 2019, I mean, that's pretty understandable.
0: And you know the hard part with the hard part with the, this uh this particular division is practically none of these teams played last year. Most of them didn't play in the spring mm-hmm. or at all. So, you know, really what we're basing it on is who we saw or who we see is coming back from 2019. Right. No, so, um and, and then the reputation of the coaches and the programs in the years before. So we could really we can find out within about two weeks how right or wrong we are with these teams real quick.
2: Yeah, gotcha. I think we're gonna find out in the first week, actually, Brian. Um was from August twenty eighth to September what fifth. I think we're gonna find out. Real fact, because there's some good games coming up in the next two weeks? I think starting this Saturday and then next weekend. So I think we'll find out real soon, maybe not even two weeks, Um, if we're all hitting the nail on the head
1: or not. All right, let's move to the top five. Coming in at number five is the Rams of Albany State. They were 74 in the 2019 season. Coming in at number four, Virginia State, eight-two, six and one In conference, all right. Well, yeah, you guys have already seen it, so I don't know if I can't tease you guys with it. Number three is Savannah State coming in at 73, they were five and oh in the SIAC. Number two is Miles at 92, 61 in the SIAC, and the unanimous number one team in our mid major poll is Bowie State at 11 and 1. 7-0 Seven and oh in 2019. And there you have it. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, Coach Damon
2: Wilson's doing his job, he's doing his thing at Bowie State. I mean, I'm gonna call him the quarterback whisperer. I mean, I think he's working with Jerome Johnson, Jerome Johnson, this this season. Um, but you know, you know, he's had some great quarterbacks in the past. Um, and then he coach Wilson comes up with these players, and if I may put in a, a shameless plug here, uh, every year I do a TAJ Talented 10th All-American team. Uh, Coach Wilson was our Coach of the Year in 2019. Um, But he has Joshua Pryor, who was a -A TAJ T10 Black College All-American, was a defensive lineman, awesome player. Then he has Dimitri Morcel, defensive back, who was also made our All-American team in 2019. Now, with two people like that, one on, on the defensive side of the ball, and then you have a quarterback that you're working with again, I mean, I expect them to finish at the top of of the uh, mid-major rankings, because I know when we did a poll, which was just all inclusive, Bowie State was right up there with Florida A and M, North Carolina, and A and T. If I may put that out there.
0: Well, we're gonna find out about Bowie State right off the bat. Obviously, going and playing Delaware State, mm-hmm. uh, you know, any, I think anytime you've got a D two playing a D one, um, you know, you you're looking to see how those scholarship numbers really matter. You know, uh, but I but I think Bowie State has done a great job of building such a strong program, and given who's coming back, that's really going to be interesting to see if if they can impose their will that they usually have that they usually impose on other people. Can they do that to Dell State? You know, and I think that'll be interesting to see right off the bat. And um, you know, Virginia State's got a tough game right off the bat. They play. Sixth-ranked Lenore Ryan, but that mm-hmm. game is at home, you know. So Virginia State gets a home game against a nationally ranked opponent. So I mean, just imagine if they can actually win that ball game. And uh, I look, I I think Savannah State is that's a good squad, and you know they're they're going to be this everyone's sexy choice in a lot of polls and and a lot of uh, predictions and preseason. Uh, analysis of the SIAC, but week one will tell the tale as they play Valdosta state who just won. I think Valdosta won a national championship 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Uh So it wasn't that long 18th. ago.
1: I think that was 18,
0: two, three years ago. It wasn't that long ago, but they, they, they traditionally have a good program and Valdosta is not shying away from playing HBCU. So there's a recruiting battle. In that South Georgia, West Georgia, or East Georgia area for Savannah State and Valdosta, and so if Savannah State pulls that game off with a victory on the road, that'll be that'll go a long way towards setting them up for a great season, especially when the playoffs come around, as that is a regional matchup.
1: All right, and now we've gone through the. Mid-major schools coming up after this break. We're going to get into the larger schools, the major schools, as we'd like to call them. Stay tuned. Let us know what you think out there. I need to see, I need to see you on, on Facebook. I need to see you on YouTube. Let us know what you think. Nights of the Roundtable, HBCU Pro Sports Media presentation. We'll be right back after this message.
4: The inaugural Boeing Red Tails Classic is personal to me. It's more than a matchup between Tuskegee University and Fort Valley State University. My beloved father, Colonel Lawrence E. Roberts, was a proud member of the Tuskegee Airmen. 922 brave pilots, also known as the Red Tails, fought in World War II. The Boeing Red Tails Classic is more than a celebration of HBCUs. It's a reminder of the Tuskegee Airmen's valor and sacrifice the first class of black fighter pilots who trained at Tuskegee Institute in Alabama during the height of Jim Crow, fighting for America, while in many ways, America fought right back against them. This inaugural Boeing Red Tails Classic, this football game, is for them, and it's quite special that this game, which will be played at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, opens the 2021 college football season on Sunday, September 5th, at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. When you watch this game, please remember its larger meaning, that it's for a group who advocated for themselves while still facing prejudice and discrimination in the segregated army. The Tuskegee Airmen story hardly gets told enough. I, proud daughter of a Tuskegee Airman, joined others who championed their legacy and how they influence generations of black cultural and political leaders. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to The Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network.
0: Texas Southern takes on Prairie View A&M for the Nick Durley Traveling Trophy and the Labor Day Classic on September 4th. Tickets available online at tsusports.com slash LBC tickets.
1: Welcome back to Knights of the Roundtable. Well, you've heard it thus far. We have talked about the big major teams. Now, it's time for us to start talking about the the major change. But before we do that, I need to uh, shout out a couple of people. Chuck Hunt, always checking out something from the Black College Sports Network from Monroe, Louisiana. Appreciate you, Chuck, for tuning in to us. Montre Bennett, thank you for choosing in. All the way from, how far are you from Delray Beach, Brian?
0: Where's Delray Beach? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, <laughs> not close enough to you, then. There you go, not close enough.
1: I got you. I got you. She's checking in from uh from Del- from Delray Beach, and over on YouTube, James Little is checking in with us. Also, he asked for us to get it to uh, point spreads, Brian. You know that's right up you and mine alley. I told him make sure he checks out our sports wrap on Thursday. That we'll be definitely talking about point spreads and some of the lines on our Thursday shows. <laughs>
0: nothing like some, nothing like some SIC D2 point spread. You find a how, book how cast- wrong
1: we are shout out yeah. Brian Johnson, Michael Lee, Dale, Dale Francis, Willie Davis, Patrick Coleman, Frank Crutcher. Just a few of the people checking in with us. Let us know what you think about those uh polls and yeah. uh. Um, and uh, Bennett says that's Palm Beach County, Brian. That's over on the uh coast. You're Central Florida. So that All might right. be why you don't know where that
0: is. I got to get out that way. Three hours away. There you go. There you go.
1: All right, y'all. It's time for the major poll. Now, coming in, receiving votes. Trevin, your alma mater, Norfolk State. They went 5-7 <laughs> last time they played in uh 2019, 4-4 four four in conference. And our good buddy, Dr. Cavill's alma mater, uh Prairie View comes in also receiving votes. They were six and five, four and three in back in 2019, but they did go two and one during this past spring season. So they're in the receiving votes category. All right, here we go. Number 10. The Wildcats of a the Cookman. They went 74, 5 and 3 in 2019. Coming in at number nine. Kind of surprised me when I saw this one. Grambling. Despite going on four in the spring, they went six and five, four and three back in 2019. Jackson State comes in at number eight. They went four and three this spring. They went four and eight, three and four back in 2019. Coming in at number seven are the Jaguars of Southern. They went five and one this spring. They went eight and five, six to one in conference back in 2019. And at number six, the defending Western SWAT champions UAPB comes in at number six. They went four and one this spring. They were six and five, three and four in conference back in 2019. <laughs> and there you have it, our well, six through ten. So
2: the East Coast gets no love. Okay, I, I, I have a problem. Yeah, if yeah, I be- can speak up you guys uh, just shut me up if you want to shut me up. But right now I'm feeling, um, and I'm not familiar with this phrase, but I'm going to say it for probably the only the third time I've ever said, said it. I'm feeling some kind of way because every team that you just mentioned is a swag team. And when we look at the next five, I'm going to be upset even more. So me being a Spartan, I want to say first and foremost, behold and don't respect disrespect the green and gold because uh, Norfolk State will be there by all means. Coach Odoms, I'm counting on you. But right now, I heard five swag teams, AD and Brian. But I not.
1: not go ahead. Not, but you act like we were the only two people who voted but in this. I uh, understand this that. This is a cross-section of all media, which goes to the respect of the, of the SWAC. It's
0: and a 12-conference league, league now. The respect
1: for that thing. Northeast quarter. That's basketball Understood. country. That's not Understood. football country, Travis. What's not football country?
0: Let's just Oscar, say DC put that back Virginia, up. Virginia, the
1: Delaware.
2: That's <laughs> basketball country. What? I'm not feeling that. I'm not put feeling graphic it. Back I'm back not up. Feeling it. So 10 through 6 is all swag. So that's half of the matter of fact, Brian, that's a good point that you just made. It's a 12 team conference now. So half of the conference is already in the top 10.
0: <laughs> uh can you put the graphic back up for a second, Drew? I want to point out, at least, at least no one can say that. What happened in the spring didn't matter, you know. Jackson State beat Grambling, Southern beat Jackson State, Arkansas Pine Bluff beat Southern. I think you know it's kind of it's kind of fitting the way you have six through nine, uh, and then Bethune didn't play. So uh, you know, so so nobody from and Norfolk that, didn't play, and Norfolk didn't play exactly. So uh, no one can complain, uh, at least in that perspective of those teams in six through 10 and again preseason folks so uh let that you know let that wash over you for a second
2: really really that's what you're going to give me It's preseason folks let that wash over you like trev is not that serious so just leave it alone is that what you're giving me right now that's that's
0: that's what you're telling me i voted for norfolk state in the top 10 i don't know who i you know i don't i i you know i i have much more respect for norfolk state than a lot of people
1: well, that makes one of you cuz I did not
0: yeah. and I actually I actually, I'm a, I'm one of the people that are actually high on Norfolk State with an opportunity to beat Toledo in week 1 so oh you know. so I'm
2: not I'm not crying the blues now um the, the Spartans are going to get their respect without question I, I feel you there uh, my thing is I'm just not seeing any east coast love well, over here all right I wait
0: I shut up but think about this think about this there are there are how many we're down to 20 what well, we have 21 division 1 teams right 21 Mm -hmm. teams so you know with with 12 of those in the SWAC now you know it it just the quality and the level of competition the hype right now surrounding the SWAC it's not surprising to see what we see in the polls Um, it's just not you know and a lot of that is based on names you know, be honest. I mean, Grambling getting in probably has a lot to do with name factor. Uh, And the coach, you know, I think Coach Fobbs, a lot of people really respect. I'm one of those people that think this will be a turnaround season from the spring for Grambling. But we'll we'll wait to see how it shakes out. And
2: and I will also say... Hold up. Hold hold that thought,
1: Trevin. I I want to tease something out before you give that thought. (laughs) Let, Let us know who you think you the no- number one is going to be. Will it be A&T? Will it be A&M? Will it be Alcorn? Before we get into these top five, let us know who the people think is going to be the number one by the media uh by the media association, go ahead with that thought, Travis.
2: So what I will say is that yes, if Bethune Cookman was still in the MiAC, you would see some East Coast love there. Bethune Cookman did move over to the SWAC, and they are at number ten. Um, so I, I understand that, but I'm just looking at this, and I'm seeing all you know SWAC. No disrespect to the SWAC, I think it's gonna be an exciting conference, and and kudos on what the conference has done. Uh, I'm just you know being a Spartan, I'm putting you know stepping in there and saying, hey, I'm not
1: seeing any East Coast love right now. Hey- before before we jump into this top five, Fred Fred Witted says in the absence of Winston State Rams, this is a pretty good poll going back to our mid major poll. Savannah State should be t- should be tough because they should return a large number of good players from their one AA days. F FCS for all you uh, new new blood out there. None of them swag. <laughs> None of their one swack and only one play for the swag crown. That's what he says about the swag bias. But you know what? Appreciate <clears And, throat> it if I can too. Okay,
2: Brian and AD Arkansas and Bluff is picked to finish fifth in the SWAC West. Bethune Cookman is picked to finish fifth in the SWAC East. Yeah. So if Brian, if you're telling me that it's a 12 team conference and the top, and you're you picked to finish fifth. <laughs> And you're in the top ten.
0: Well, look. Unfortunately, the the cabal of the swat voters. We don't know who those voters are. No one will claim themselves as a swat <laughs> voter. We asked around at media day. Nobody will claim that they are a swat voter because they're embarrassed about the fact that they ranked UAPB fifth and Bethune fifth. And I'll tell you what; those two teams. Are going to cause havoc for a lot of people this year,
2: most definitely, because
0: yep. those two teams probably deserve to be higher ranked than they are. So gotcha. you know, let's just you know we'll again, w- you watch and see how it turns out. But uh, yeah, the the cabal yeah. of the uh, the the voters over there and the swat cabal is what I call them. They, you know you just don't know who they are. They just you know they just vote, and then no one ever claims that they're a voter. Never <laughs> yeah, never right. met a voter yet.
2: I'm quite sure Coach Sims and the and the Wildcats are definitely going to have something to say. So, yeah,
0: okay, yeah. So, all right, Drew, let's go. Let's get let's 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 shake up the room and let's shock the world and let's hear about who this top five is because I'm real interested to see where people went. You know, I know you know we gave My, ours yesterday.
1: Matre Bennett on Facebook has fam one and a and t two.
0: So let's see how right. Let's see how right Monterey is. I will say this. It'll be interesting, though, because of the fact that there's only one team that's ranked in the top 25 nationally, right? There was <clears throat> only one team ranked in the top 25 in Division II nationally. And that team was ranked, you know, number one uh, in our poll. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in this poll. You know, will will the the only ranked team stand up, or did somebody you know did the votes come in another way? Because all honestly, you talk about everyone has a poll. Every poll that I've heard so far has a certain team at number one, so that's why I'm curious to see what's going to happen here.
1: Well, I I tell you what, Brian, that's gonna, that's going to be a great tease. We we gonna hold that. We gonna take this last oh, break not
0: for the break. We gonna oh, take, take this, this last break.
1: break. And then we'll come back and we announce the top five in the in the major poll. You're watching Knights of the Roundtable right here on the Black College Sports Network.
4: Football bands and one of the best fan experiences in the country. The Cricket BX Swack Challenge kickoff returns to Atlanta on August 28th, along with special guests, College Game Day. Then Alcorn State takes on North Carolina Central with conference bragging rights on the line. Center Park Stadium is the place to be on August 28th. Come tailgate all day before enjoying a primetime matchup on the gridiron. You don't want to miss this. Check out meaxwhackchallenge.com for more information.
3: Zero Sugar, Sunday, August 29th, 4 o'clock, NRG Stadium in Houston, featuring the hottest HBCU marching bands, Southern, Southern University, University, Langston, Langston University, University, Tennessee State, Northwest State, 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 North Carolina, N T State, 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 Texas, Texas Southern, Southern, Bethune Cookman, and Jackson State. Don't miss the battle on the field and the stands with scholarships, over $500,000 in for our HBCUs. HBCUs. It's an HBCU experience you don't want to miss, with a weekend of activities, with, with the, the Cracker crack Barrel Step and Stroke, the Zero Sugar Merchant Experience, Eastwood Masterclass and gaming tournament And the free Pepsi Zero Sugar College and the Health Fair Tickets started just $15 Get them right now at NationalBattleOtherBands.com It's the Cracker Barrel National Battle of the Bands Sunday, August 29th NRG Stadium, Houston Gates open up at 2.30 Also sponsored by
4: Cricket and HEB Bands.com. Get your tickets right now Um, can I
3: get the bar please? $1 Have a
4: good one Got it. Hey, what's going on? Hey.
3: Let me get a now bar. Sure. One dollar.
4: Crusades. Got it.
1: We're back. Knights of the Roundtable. We have just revealed teams number six through ten in our major poll. Now it's time for us to reveal our top five. All right, y'all. Coming in at number five. Bulldogs. Which one of them? We got two Bulldogs still out there. (laughs) All right, y'all. It's it's South Carolina State Bulldogs. They come in at 8-3 in the 2019 season. They were 2-1 this spring. Number four, the Braves of Alcorn State. They did not play this spring. They were 9-3 in 2019, 6-1 in conference. Number three. Let me hear it, uh, Brian. Strike, strike, and strike again. The Rattlers of Florida a and University come in. Did wow. not play this spring. They were 9-2 two in 2019. 71 and were the Black College Sports Network's national champions in 2019. Number two is Alabama A&M Whoa. University. They were 5-0. and oh this spring. They were 75 in 2019, 4 and 3, and are the defending Black College National Champions. Wow. And at number one, are the Aggies of North Carolina A&T, did not play this spring, came in from 2019. They were 9 and 3, 6 and 2 in conference, and are the defending Celebration Bowl champions. You notice how we got all the champions there back to back to back
0: in the top three? Well, that's how it should be. But wow, um, that is amazing to see. Because, <clears throat> again, I don't think I've seen a poll yet that has had North Carolina a ranked number one. I mean, they've been in the top three or four among HBCU uh, this level. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Trevin, if you've seen a and ranked number one. I haven't. I haven't, and I haven't seen
1: them ranked number one, uh, but I had, But they are the highest ranked HBCU in the stats FCS poll.
0: Uh, well, exactly. They are the only 25. They're ranked number 25 in the, uh, in the top 25. Uh, they're the only one. So that's why, you know, it's kind of interesting. Like I teased, Bowie was ranked number one. Uh, in the mid-major, and they were ranked 18th in the D2 polls. North Carolina a is ranked number one here in the major division. They're the only top team. Uh, look at the voting counts, though. I mean, even, you know, and this is where, you know, people will nitpick, I'm sure. Uh, Alabama a has more first-place votes, but in terms of points – a and T has one more point, so I mean, really, we're 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 picking over a fine toothed comb here. Uh, the difference between A and T and A and M in our poll. So uh, yeah, it's that close. Interesting.
2: Go ahead. Travis. It's preseason, Brian. It's preseason, but I would have. I, I I actually would could see A and T at number one. Um, they're the defending champion over the last full regular season that we've saw, saw in – or witnessed in black college football. I know Coach Connell Maynard will have something to say about that because he was a champion last spring. Um, but, again, in order to be the champion, you got to beat the champion. Um, from what That's the way I always put it out there. Um, so I think that North Carolina A&T, just me personally, they deserve to be the number one team. Um, and it's it's going to be interesting with, to see what Coach Sam Washington does uh, at the quarterback spot, but he, has, he does have a young man by the name of Ja Main Martin. Um, <laughs> I, and I, I know Akil is at A and M, and Akil is a an awesome quarterback, uh, phenomenal player. So just between the two teams, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, but I, I mean, you're right, Brian. I have not seen any other polls that had them at number one, but I'm not
0: not upset With that they're at number one. coming here. back though—that's what's a, that's what's amazing. That it's mm-hmm. so close. A and M has so many returners A coming plethora. back. Definitely. You know? And then A and T really we, we don't even know who their quarterback is for uh right. you know, we know about Martin, uh but, but you-, you know yeah. You also have Corey Banks too, who's a wide
2: receiver is going to be, um, interesting. I think people should pay attention. Uh, I think the key for coach Washington is going to be that quarterback spot. Uh, coach, coach Maynard being a quarterback himself, he already got his quarterback, um, <laughs> who is doing his thing. And I, I know that that young brother, uh, Mr. Glass is going to be um, bringing tears to a lot of opponents eyes this season because, um, I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal quarterback. So I'll give him that, but then I don't want to count out Famu you either. Um, it's just that I think that they, again, they, they need a quarterback. It's going to be interesting to see. They have a running back, uh, Mr. Bishop, Bonnet Bishop, I believe. Uh, Bishop Bonnet. I think I was named backwards, um, who's, who's going to be interesting. Uh, but, uh, again, A&T at number one, I'm not upset with
1: that. I'll I, just look at something while we had this graphic up. Let's take teams one through four. First of all, one and two, very close as far as number of points. Three and mm-hmm. four, pretty close when it comes to points. Alcorn mm-hmm. has not lost their championship on the field yet because they did not play in the spring. Mm-hmm. Bam, you really won the BAC in 2019 record-wise, has not lost their championship on the field. Mm-hmm. Alabama A&M, the defending national champion, defending SWAT champion, North Carolina a has not lost their championship on the field. They are the defending Celebration Bowl champion. So I find it interesting that the top four teams really have not lost, have not been beaten for their crown. Other teams have earned the crown, but they have not been beaten to lose their crown. I mean, brother, look at the coaches. You're looking at Coach
2: Sam Washington. You're looking at Coach Connell Maynard, looking at Coach Willie Simmons and Coach Fred McNair. I mean, <laughs> that's phenomenal coaching, too. Um, So, I mean, yeah, by all means, I'm not mad that those four teams are in the top four. I mean, you're looking at quarterbacks, you know, with Alcorn, Alcorn State, I believe uh, Felix is coming back, Felix Harper. Uh I mean you're it's gonna be some interesting football this year. So I think our poll is definitely gonna change a lot. That's why you gotta tune in every week. You gotta keep up with my man AD and the black and the uh, the knights of the round table here, HBCU Pro Sports Media Association. because uh, I think that you're gonna see a lot of exciting information. You're gonna see things change. Um but yeah, AD, to answer your question. I mean, I mean, look at the coaching that you're
1: looking at, look at the talent on those teams. I mean, are you upset with the top four? No, I'm definitely not upset with the top four. I'm definitely not upset with the uh, top four. All right, uh, we get ready to pick up this show and get out of here, fellas. Uh, Trevin, final thoughts. I'm loving it. I'm loving what you're doing with the HBCU
2: Pro Sports Media Association Nights of the Roundtable. The HBCU Pro Sports Media Association is in existence. If you are someone who covers black college sports um, and even covers the athletes who matriculate from black colleges into the professional ranks and you do it on a regular basis, you need to get with us uh, without question. And AD, just thank you for the platform. Thank you for the great presentation. How we can hit you up. Quick, get your plugs. Uh, you can just check me out at um, Ice Code Alpha 06. At, at on twitter that's my handle uh and check out hbcu pro sports Community association check out our website um that way you can catch up with us all
0: right um remind trevin and uh, trevin remind people again how they can sign up that was a great plug but what's the email address or what's the twitter handle again or the, even the website uh, again the we- one more <clears> time <throat> Yep. Great people. suggestion. HBCU com
2: is the website. You can go there and there's a membership page. You click on the membership page and you actually can pay through PayPal. Uh, so $25 membership. Um, and then once you get that information, there we will be in contact with you. The, the membership subcommittee reaches out to you, welcomes you. We get you in, involved and you'll see we're doing big things. Definitely.
0: And the reason suggestion, wanted- Brian? Yeah, no. And I wanted to say that because I think, uh with so many folks in in so many places it's important that we connect it's important that we come together as a group uh, mm-hmm. of different entities yes everybody's doing their own thing and that's great the more coverage the better i say a rising tide lifts all boats so the more we come together as a group and continue to tell stories there are a lot of stories a lot of athletes a lot of coaches that deserve coverage that need coverage and no one's going to tell our stories like us so that's why this organization is here to support one another to bring us all together and uh look whether it's photographers videographers editors content creators designers uh on-air camera people uh sports
2: information directors
0: sports information we we want it all anybody like trevin said who covers media covers an hbcu it's time to connect it's time to come together Join, be a part of the HBCU Pro Sports Media Association. That's my only plug I got, Drew.
1: I just want to thank y'all for letting me come to your iPad, your laptop, your cell phone, your tablet, whatever media device you are. Thank you for tuning in. Not only supporting the Black College Sports Network and uh, me and my partner Brian on uh, BCSN Sports Wrap, but supporting all of black media. You know, go out, like, share. Subscribe not only to us, not only HBCU Pro Sports Media, but to any black media that's positive. Please like, share, and subscribe because that's how they need likes, they need clicks, so they can get paid. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm the I'm the economist. They we need to get paid. They need to get paid. The only reason we get paid if you like, if you share, if you subscribe. So that's my plug. We're out of here. We're going to see y'all next week. Make sure you tune in next Monday right here on the Black College Sports Network for more of Knights of the Roundtable. Can I just – (laughs) 06?